We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It certainly didn't come across as imminent. But, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire, too. I mean, and I trust Adam Schefter. You know, it wouldn't surprise me if Andy is considering it. I mean, he's definitely toward the end of his career. You know, I kind of believe in, you know, go out on top. So if yeah. he were to win and then he was pondering it, I wonder if it might compel him to be more likely to retire and go out with the Super Bowl championship. But whether Bill winds up there or not, wow, that would be that'd be a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I would guess that that would not happen, but Shefty's plugged in, that's for sure. Sean McDonough there. Good morning, Jeremy and Joe, on Adam Schefter's speculation that mm-hmm. perhaps Belichick could replace Andy Reid. <laughs> we talk about personality differences. I don't know. There's a story at ProFootballTalk.com talking about Belichick's interpersonal skills running like a military style, and here I got Andy Reid wearing Hawaiian shirts all the time and in commercials yeah. eating chicken fingers. Yeah. Feels like they might have different personalities. Anyway, that's Sean McDonough. Jeremy and Joe, good morning. Happy Thursday here. We go to the Western Hotline. Eric Edholm joins us. He is down in Mobile, Alabama, covering the Senior Bowl for NFL.com. Eric, good morning. Uh, Good morning. I've got a little bit of the Mobile flu, so I apologize my voice isn't up to uh, radio quality here. That's all right. right. You sound sound good. How How many Senior Bowls for you? A lot of these? Yeah. I was trying to think, you know, your producer asked me how many I've been to. I think at least 10. I, I think my first one, I didn't go every year, but I think my first one was maybe the Joe Flacco group, like mm. uh, 2004 or five or something like that. Maybe it was before then. I don't know. But I would say probably 10 to 12 is, yeah. my, is my number. Well, good. Then I can ask this question of you as you're down there. Do you think it has been gaining in attention, popularity? This could be a social media thing, of course. It could be the NFL always being bigger and bigger and more popular because the Senior Bowl really kind of starts draft coverage for a lot of people, and I I feel like the casual fan might be more plugged into the Senior Bowl each and every year. Yeah, I think you're right about that. I mean, as you notice trends about which teams sort of dip into, you know, I think fans in general are are more dialed into draft coverage, too. So it's like, you know, if you you start looking, hey, our team has drafted two or three guys from the Senior Bowl every single year in the last five years, right? And I would think, you know, Brandon Bean's done a nice job of, of dipping into that talent and other people as well. I mean, you know, you start saying, hey, i got to pay attention to this game. And, and they've obviously branded it and marketed it as the draft starts in Mobile. And um, I'm sure that's a little bit of counter-programming to the other all-star game that's in Dallas, the East-West Shrine game, which is, you know, trying to kind of, go head-to-head with the senior ball a little bit. But, yes, I agree. I mean, it's a great place to watch 120 players up close. Now, I think the tough part is that even though underclassmen are now allowed to participate for the first time this year, true underclassmen, you know, you still have guys backing out. And you have injuries and you have, you know, people have postseason surgery who say, eh, I don't want to risk it, or I got to the national championship game. It's, you know, I need a layoff. I need some kind of break before the combine. So, Yes, I agree. It has increased in, in importance, but or at least in intention. But, you know, I think over the years it's also – there have been opportunities for guys to say, hey, I, 
I, I better not play because I don't want to hurt my stock, too. Yeah. So it goes both ways. Which, you know, that might, Eric, might lead to uh, a better product is that the guys that do go there might be guys that are a little more likely to still have something to prove. Yeah, I think there's something about that, too. And, and you know, we had uh, uh, a number of interesting players that I think really helped themselves yesterday or in the day before, too. And, you, you know, it's always interesting to see what the – who stands out amongst this group and, and who's truly putting in the effort? Because I think there are always a dozen or two players that you, that kind of stand out. And of that group, there has to be at least four or five where you say they absolutely help themselves, right? I think it's more than that number. I'm just using that as an example where you say they came into this, this week maybe as a day three pick, and now we're talking about them as a top 100 choice or something. So I – Sometimes that that slow leak of information is more on the, the 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 pro side where the teams do actually think better of them, but it, it, it comes out in Mobile. But I absolutely think that when they get on the field, go head to head against some of the top competition, it, 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 it can't help it, but 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 improve your stock. Eric Edholm down in Mobile, Alabama, at the Senior Bowl. Eric here in Buffalo, uh, we are nonstop tweeting retweeting highlights of all of the receivers that are available it's a it's a big receiver class and i think for the bills it's a big receiver need and it's going to be a, a point of attention for us for months so so far the, the the guys that have showed up there in mobile there's a good number of names and again like these aren't even the the first class guys this is the depth of the draft that's been impressing to this point in practice yeah, I think there have been some some decent receivers, and it's not necessarily the ones that, you know, I guess I came into the week thinking certain guys would do well, and, and, and some have, have shown up. I mean, day one, I would say Lad McConkey from, from Georgia, a player that I think some people know because Georgia's been in the spotlight the last three, four years and, you know, been in, in contention for a national championship. McConkey missed a few games. I know a lot of people think, oh, that must be related to Phil McConkie. He's actually not. I've looked this up several times just to confirm. But, yeah, Lad McConkie is probably your, I would say, your best slot receiver down here. Um, there have been some other talented guys as well who have stepped up. Um, I wanted to see a little bit more from Devontae Walker from UNC, who was um, uh, May's quarterback there and, you know, but came in with, with – Big accolades. I wouldn't say he's quite done that. It's been a little up and down. Uh, guys like Johnny Wilson, this massive target from from Florida State, sort of a hybrid tight end wide receiver. Not so great first day, but better day two. And so, you know, we'll, we'll see after today's practice. But there have been some interesting some players. Ryan Flournoy from from Southeast Missouri State has, has kind of stood out and gone up against some of the better corners and, and handled himself pretty well. And, and there have been others too. So. I think it's a good crop this year. You throw in the underclassmen who are going to be available. It's going to push down a lot of the, the senior talent as well. So, you know, whether the Bills are thinking round one or round two or later, I, I, I think this is a great, great year to to be looking for a wide receiver because you have kind of all different sizes and shapes at that position. The guy that's popping off at the Senior Bowl that you wrote about in Roman Wilson, we all just watched, watched, the, all just watched win the national championship for Michigan. Yeah. How good has he looked? What are we looking at for him as a prospect? And should it be surprising, I guess, that he has kind of been a lot of people's number one receiver through the first couple days of practices? Yeah, I thought he was better on Tuesday than Wednesday. I didn't focus on him yesterday. Or, I mean, uh, yeah, Wednesday. But uh, really fluid, nice 
sort of movement skills, efficient, gets open quickly, good hands, had a, a terrific catch yesterday on a poorly thrown ball by Michael Penix where he had to kind of adjust and stay in bounds and catch it one-handed, kind of curl it in, and he thought – I didn't see a ton of that at Michigan. I mean, he was great, but the volume was just not there. I mean, Jim Harbaugh ran a, you know, run first, run second, and consider throwing third as an option kind of offense. And, you know, I, I just – there were certain players, including J.J. McCarthy, who's going to be a fascinating study. It just – they're not getting the volume that you would normally see in a typical college offense. So, it shouldn't be shocking. I would say maybe his game compares a little bit to Khalil Shakir – you know, there might be a little overlap there, but, you know, it's not to say that both couldn't thrive on the same yeah. team. And he's obviously a, a fascinating guy, like you said, one of the better performers down here. It's funny, like you mentioned Shakir, and he's a guy that really broke out for the Bills this season. So yeah. much so much so that, you know, as we're talking about all these receivers that could be available, I mean, I'm not taking slot guys off the board, but I really feel like the Bills are set at that spot. And, and they're probably more focused on boundary receivers, which... Of that class, there's a lot of good ones there as well. Yeah, I mean, and not all of them are down here. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, it, I, I think there's some some talented wide receivers for sure, but I think the some of the best guys are going to be obviously Marvin Harrison, Malik Neighbors, Roma Dunze, uh, and I think none of those guys will be available unless right. they want to trade up and start getting into. Troy Franklin from Oregon, uh, Brian Thomas, who is a uh, neighbor's uh, teammate at LSU. Um, you know, Walker, I don't know if he's quite in that group, but Keon Coleman would absolutely be somebody who could fill the, the Gabe Davis role. You know, I mean, big guy who can run, you know, very competitive. I think he's an ex-receiver who should be able to start at the next level. So, you know, and then it depends what you think of Adonai Mitchell, uh, I didn't think Xavier Leggett has really, you know, he came into the week with some buzz and I think had a chance to maybe establish himself as that top kind of X receiver down here. I don't know that I've seen it yet, but he did have a better day yesterday. And, and he's more of a longer-term investment maybe, I think, at this point. But we're year one, I don't know what you, exactly what you get out of him. Yeah. Speaking with Eric Edholm on the Western Hotline. Let's move off receivers. I, I actually, I did. Someone did catch my that wasn't a receiver, which Eric is very difficult to do. But Missouri's Darius Robinson have seen a few that really want to like buy. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I stock in, in him as a potential um, defensive line kind of Swiss Army knife guy. How about the rest of the class outside of receivers? I know it's a, it's a heavy offense class. People seem to think that between quarterback, tackle, and receiver – that the numbers of defensive players in the first round will be low, meaning that you might get really good talent late in the first round on defense. Yeah, I think if you were to set the over-under on when the first defensive player could go off the board, like, I don't know that I would put it much higher than, or, you know, much lower than uh, eight, eight and a half, nine, somewhere around there. I don't know that we may only get one or possibly no defensive players in the top 10. I'm not sure we've had that. I have to go back and look, but it's shaping up like very top heavy on offense, 
overall slanted more towards the offensive side. I think there is some talent at corner. I think safety is kind of a mixed bag at this point. Linebacker could be okay. Um, and there's some D linemen who obviously will stand out this year. And I think the, the edge position is a little stronger. You mentioned Robinson. He's really done himself a lot of favors down here. But, you know, Braden Fisk on the inside has looked pretty good. Uh, I'm trying to think of some other guys. You know, Tavondre Sweat, the uh, <laughs> Texas kid, is as massive as they come. You know, if you want that gap-plugging guy up front, you know, he can help shut down your run game. He's a big dude, 360-plus pounds. So, you know, there are some interesting body types down here, too. Are there any running backs that we're all going to get annoyed with up here that are getting mocked to the Bills in the first round uh, in, <laughs> over the spring? I feel like I haven't seen, like, a name like an ETN that you saw or, you know, the names over the past years where you go into the draft season like, oh, this guy's a first-round guy. Is that guy not exist, or are we just too early in the process for that? I don't think so. I don't think there's a first-round back this year. Like, last year, you could make a case for B. John Robinson. Like, even the people who said never draft a running back in round one had to admit B. John was a special player. And was he misused at times last year? Yes. Jameer Gibbs maybe had a little more suspicion. He obviously – probably prove more doubters wrong even before the fumble in the, in, the, in the NFC Championship game. So, you know, both guys had resumes that I think will far surpass what we see this year. That's not to say there can't be good backs, but, you know, I, I think Brooks, the Texas kid, torn ACL in November, you know, there's really not that one clear-cut mm-hmm. top back. So we might have a year. There was a year a few years back we didn't have a back in the top 50, and I think that is probably more likely to happen this year, that same kind of deal where somewhere in the middle or the, you know, the fairly early parts of day two, you'll see the first one come off, and then they'll kind of trickle off. But if there are more than uh, half a dozen running backs taken in the first 100, 100 picks, I think I'd be a little bit surprised at this point. Eric at home, NFL.com, on the Western Hotline from Mobile. Eric, thank you. For the time yeah. and uh, enjoy the rest of the Senior Bowl. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks you very much. Thanks for thanks for coming on. Uh, so one funny thing, Joe. Player comps. You know, you, you got to get be careful when you get a player comp because anytime you compare a prospect to a mm-hmm. Hall of Fame player, it can be dicey. They're fun though. It is fun. I wanted to get you one because this actually got me. You know how hard it is to get my gaze away from the wide receivers. Mm-hmm. Really hard. So yesterday, Jim Nagy, who runs the Senior Bowl, right? Yep. he's the uh, executive director of the Senior Bowl, he tweeted about that Darius Robinson of Missouri. If I shared the player comp one of his American squad coaches gave me last night, it would change a lot of these first-round mocks I'm seeing right now. That's after one day of practice. So Brett Coleman, who does great NFL stuff, he's uh, he hosts the film room. Brett Coleman pointed out, for those that are curious on Darius Robinson, his pass rush win rate from different alignments. Uh-huh. From the 3 to 4 technique, 3-4, uh, he was a 13% win rate. 5-6, 18% win rate. And wider than that, a 19% win rate. What Brett Coleman wrote was, to me, he's a six foot five, 290-pound, 5-tech that can play edge in the nickel. And you know what profile that is. Is that who's the is Isaiah Simmons? It's JJ Watt. 
J.J. Watt. Brett Coleman just basically, first it's Jim Nagy saying, like, I don't want to tell you who he's getting comp to. And here's Brett, yeah. Brett Coleman saying, you look at his numbers, that's J.J. Watt. That's what J.J. Watt did. And like I said, All right. there. you know how hard it is to get my gaze away from receivers? Yep. If you were to tell me, if you were to tell me the Bills are going to get J.J. Watt in the first round and a second-round receiver, I mean, who wouldn't be, uh, of course, be well, like, that's fine. That's not, That sounds yeah, fine. That's. Yeah. A, I mean, a game wrecker like that, a Hall of Famer, not to say, again, like, you don't want to do this to Missouri's Darius Robinson after one practice at the Senior Bowl, but that comp and that crazy body type and the ability to move everywhere, it's just whatever. I found it interesting. Yeah. You're right that you do have to be careful because you have to be careful. I'm going back right now and NFL.com, I think it's Lance Zerline, on every draft profile they put up for NFL.com. Player comps. They put player comps up. And the guy, you want to know the guy they put for Greg Rousseau? Who's, by the way, good player. Nice player. Very good player. You know whose comp was? Javon Curse. Julius Peppers. Okay. Like, if he's J.J. Watt, I'm in. They're they're going to also take defensive line at some point. Yes. Right? There's no, as much, as sure as we are that they'll pick receiver at some point in the first two rounds, I feel like I'm equally as sure that they'll pick defensive line maybe in like the first three rounds. Well, let's be real. If we were to rank their most important players that are leaving, Mm -hmm. it's, is Gabe number one? And is AJ Epinesa number two? I mean, Mike Hyde, okay, but Mike. I mean, Mike Hyde's probably a pretty big one there. But the point is, like, they're losing a defensive end. This is a team right. that drafted Russo and Basham when they had Epinesa, right. and they signed Von Miller, and they had Von, Von came after sure. But, but I'm saying they but signed they had Hughes and they signed Mario Addison. Right. Like they had poured assets into it. It's it's a yeah. position that they often stay flush at. And where are they right yeah. now at defensive end? They're nowhere. Rousseau? Rousseau's the only one you can... You can't trust Vaughn. I mean, right. Vaughn's but he, there, but, but... even if you could, that's only two. Yeah. And this is a team that likes to have four, five. So, I think defensive end is 100% in the mix in the first round, in the first or second round. And probably beyond that, too. Receiver, defensive end. What odds can I get on the Bills going in some order? Doesn't matter which order. You, the you the want... first two picks will be... Defensive line and wide receiver. You want an exact box of, want, of receiver yes. and defensive end. That's exactly what I want. Yeah. yeah. 803 Now you got me going down a rabbit hole of old, because all these draft profiles I'm realizing are still up. So you can go back and see like what each guy was compared to at the official like NFL.com. Okay. Uh, I, want, I want some more of these. Player comparison. Who do you think Khalil Shakir was compared to? Last year. Fifth round pick. Or two years ago. Fifth round pick. Who was Khalil Shakir compared to? Hmm. Tyler Lockett. You're not that far off in terms of the type of player. Right. I mean, slot receiver that can do a lot. Antoine Randall-L. Okay. That's, uh, that seems about right. Yeah. He's also... You also have to watch out for this, which is... There becomes a name that's too sexy not to say where everybody wants to be this guy. The number of players that are oh. said to be Debo Samuel. Holy cow. Like, I've I've even seen breakdowns Khalil Shakir as diet Debo. He's like Debo Samuel. Yeah. And, listen, he's nice, but he's not Debo. You know who that happened with in hockey, of course, was Jonathan Taves. Yeah. Everybody was going to be Jonathan, Jonathan Taves. Taves. Every yeah. player. Who do you pat in your game after? Jonathan Taves. My- I want to be like Jonathan Taves. Because you're really good, you're a leader, 
and you're not going to be counted on to score that much. Yeah. Like, you're I, not putting yourself with Crosby. I forgot who he compared him to. We had my brother on on Tuesday, and he compared somebody while I'm with us to Debo Samuel, and I scolded him after <laughs> for, for tr- that su- such treachery. Where, who did Kyrie Elam get compared to? I mean, look Jaylen up. Jalen Johnson, by the way. J- the best corner in football right, right now. Right, like, they, you go... I mean, is that what happens? Though? I mean, I guess Antoine Randall is not like the best receiver in football, but no, it's you, style. You go, you go for a big name guy for any draft profile. Like this is a blank type of player because you know if I compare Khalil, if I compare Khalil Shakir to a player no one's ever heard of, then right? It, then it doesn't Russell, work. Russell Gage, sure. How many people even know what that means? Nobody. So I think that's that's happening here a lot too. Yeah, that's part of it. JJ Watt. But now you got me thinking about if they got a J.J. Watt-level player on the defensive line. It'd be nice. Can we count on Matt Milano being a game wrecker when he comes back? Yes. Okay. I Right? Broken bone. Okay. I, mean, I guess so, I, don't, I don't know officially with knee, what, ligaments, and whatever, but like if it was, if you told me it was a torn Achilles or a torn ACL and PCL or whatever, then I would have serious doubts. I feel like I don't have the same doubts when it's just the bone, the bone broke. I think that that's right. Yeah. Eight oh three oh five fifty. I had I had way more questions about Tredavious White. I wanted to get more comparisons for you. Who was I going to ask you about? Who do you want? Who do you want? A former Bills draft pick and who they got compared to? Go with Gabe I Davis. Could probably go really far back. How about Gabe, Gabe Davis? Give me Gabe Davis NFL prospect profile. All right, Gabe Davis's profile. He was compared to. So we scroll past all of his combine data here, and NFL.com doesn't want to work very well here. Terrence Williams. See now that's, that's one, a tough one. Don't know who he is. Yeah, I mean former I, I former Cowboy receiver that yeah. was like what he not, wasn't much of a player. No, not much. All right, eight oh three oh five fifty. If you'd like to join us, and one eight 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 five fifty two five fifty. Happy birthday, Harry Styles. We learned that earlier today, and maybe also Terry Styles. Somewhere maybe some there. The maybe yeah, who knows who Terry Styles is? Uh ESPN Plus, Pebble Pro-Am, Pebble Beach Pro-Am coverage starts at 11 o'clock this morning. I'm going to try and keep an eye on Josh Allen out there playing with uh, Keith Mitchell, playing in the same group with Tom Brady. Not enough publicity how Aaron Rodgers played it last year as a 10 and came back this year as a 4. Not enough. On a bad Achilles. Mm-hmm. 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 I read that article about the Jets yesterday, about their dysfunction and everything. Peter, do you see Peter Bukowski's tweets on this from, uh, we've had him on the show, Locked on Packers and Locked on NFL? Yeah, that basically his suggestion was Rodgers has spent many, many years saying you can't trust the media so that when the media reports accurate stories on him, he can he can then again say you can't trust the media. Yep. Yeah, that's pretty much how it goes. Yep. All right. 803-0550 on WGR. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.